babies. Boys? Hey, Rich. Richard, Billiam, how are you? Wow, you know what's interesting? And maybe Zoom has just made a, a, a conscious decision on their own. But I know it's all different for different screens here where people are placed. I know I'm always in the top corner because I am God. But uh, God, yes, God. generally, whoever gets clicked first gets up on the top with me, and then the other person's relegated to the bottom. However, Bill was clicked first this time because he was the first one in, but just by a millisecond. And then I clicked Ray, but on my screen, Ray is on the top. So oh. Zoom may have just said trash cans belong on the bottom no matter when you're clicked. I'm God's right-hand man. I mean, on my screen, Ray's always on the bottom. You know what, Bill? On my screen, you're always on top because I like to look at you in those baby blues. Nice. Ooh. One nothing socks. That's sweet. He doesn't even does it. I thought he was saying nice for my compliment. No, he just no. cares about the socks. Not paying attention. Just thinking about the Big bottom series. comment. It's a good series. You interrupted my mother joke. So whatever. Uh, it's Ray's fault. It's I know. always his fault. I know. Uh, I, I uh, watched our live show. If, if people don't know, uh, our show goes live, quote unquote. It's like uh, it's like sitcoms when they're said they're live. It's recorded live. Yeah, then, for sure. And then it's edited. It's like Seinfeld. Our show goes live uh, every every weekday around uh, six thirty or so, depending on when I get my shit done. Uh, and today it was around six thirty, and I watched it. And Bill, I really enjoyed the show today. It was good. You know, it was I, I mean smooth. I liked it. It had good flow. Nothing yeah, but was, sports. It was a Fat Tuesday show. Uh, just so happened Ray wasn't there. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Might have just been the subject. I'm not saying anything negative against you. Bottom of the tone of dumb. Just it was. It was a nice, smooth running show. Uh, I enjoyed your Father's Day take. It. Yeah, I did because that's all I ever want. Just to be left alone. That's <laughs> all I wanted my whole alone. life. I think uh, I have what, kids. Just leave I was me alone. To it today. And I was giggling. I think that's what everybody wants all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Uh, Bill, thanks for the questions for this one. <laughs> Appreciate it. I assume, uh, assume you'll chime in when, uh, when needed. you please, Queen. You got it. I can't believe he allows us to wear hats on the program, Ray. Like <laughs> the disrespect we show no. is just <laughs> <laughs> remove your tops. Uh, sorry, Queen. Sorry, I, do got, I do want you guys to bow to me every time I get on this chat. Or Zoom call, I should say. A fine curtsy. Yeah. Hey, lady. Thank you. Queen. <laughs> Your majesty. <laughs> All right, hold on. Thanks again for bringing me Ready. Wow, she's already connected everything. Wow, look at Wait, you. really? Pros. Yeah, pros. Fast. Fast. Every other guest we have just take 10 minutes to come on. Oh, but we can't hear her. But you can't hear you. Not a pro. credit right away. Nope. nope. Oh, we're taking all the credit back. <laughs> it's all gone. Oh, she's giggling. I'm pretty she's sure looking. she can hear everything we're saying. She just- <laughs> oh, connecting. Now she's connected. Oh, there we go. Oh, 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 oh it wasn't a game. No it wasn't credit. a game. No, no more credit. <laughs> You're like finishing a conversation. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll hang out. I'll wait. <laughs> oh, you can hear us. Jump in anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. And then I saw Bill Bill Gately and you were wearing a parcel shirt and I was like, oh, maybe he's their featured guest before me.
was mine. I couldn't find it. It just That's happens to awesome. be my sweatshirt of the day. Nice. Yeah. It's with flinched. summer sweatshirt. I love wow. Like it. Well, you guys have awesome themes in the background. Sorry. Either, yeah, we are. We win championships. We're sorry around here. You know? I know. I know. Whether that was a tactic or not, that was that was well played. We just sat here and, and talked, and you just watched. You just she, like it was like she walked into a habitat and had a really good a good surrounding of what what was she was. About she to saw those into. zoo animals she didn't want to see, and she's yeah, like, "God she's like, damn it, I don't want to do this." These guys are oh idiots. My gosh. Yeah, no, <laughs> I uh, no, it's funny. I was gonna call my aunt Dolly because she's she's born and raised in South. She's a she's a Southie. I can't even pronounce Ooh. it. Ooh. I know. And, she, must, uh, she knew Whitey, of course. What's that? Did she know Whitey Bulger? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm that's failing. not going to go over well. Wow. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I need to talk to her aunt Dottie a little more. But she, uh, I remember last time I saw her, I was like, it was like when the Clippers were like doing the whole Lob City thing and we were almost going to win a championship. And we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost doesn't count. Only in horseshoes. <laughs> we should have. And we yep. beat the Celtics, and I was at her house, and I started giving her a bunch of shit, and she just looked at me, and my dad was like, leave the room. Leave the room. And I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't have to sleep outside, because that's when I really saw. There you go. Well, yeah, she knew Whitey. That yeah. was the uh, that yeah, was the she sign. Whitey. She's yeah. like, hey. Yeah. Triple O's. She knows, she knows She's probably freaking triple O's a lot. <laughs> no one knows Bill. That's a, that's actually a little bit more Bill's category than ours. We call him the trash can for a reason. Uh, Marina, thank you for joining us with us now. Uh, we always do intros great, but uh, Marina Paul, a, I don't know what title you're going by at this point. Founder, athlete, author is what we want to talk about of the new book, uh, Becoming a Superhero, Awaken Your Superpowers and Inspire the Magic in Others, which is We've, we've interviewed quite a few authors on here and might be the most like just at the title inspiring title that we've gotten and everyone goes for it. And I think that might, that one might take the cake. Well, I definitely certainly had the best entrance into this podcast. So yeah, when that, you got us to just continue <laughs> our stupid inspired. ranting. That was perfect. <laughs> right. Um, no, you guys looked like you're having a, an intellectual conversation. So there's no way to like here. <laughs> um yeah it's uh I think when you start a book you have an idea of what you're going to talk about and I can't say that my idea really um what I ended up with was definitely not something that um I started with but I did get my title from and I'm looking at it I have my book right here I just got off of Amazon nice throw it up there show it on I know let's see it. can it's you send beautiful. me a paperback copy don't do it don't, don't do it, do it. Don't, he always asks for free stuff he's cheap um I know if you work for Barstool I would but just kidding hey soon um, maybe one day maybe one day <laughs> um yeah but uh the woman who gave me the title is actually a renowned um she's really renowned in the sports world John Wooden was her personal mentor so oh nice um, the yeah. John Wooden the John Wooden yeah so she was a, the gymnastics coach at UCLA yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. very nice. So you said there was a lot of uh, political uh, corporation stuff that made you want to re- uh, write this book. What was one thing that led you like that was the one straw of the cable's back kind of thing that was like, oh, shit, I want to write this book? Yeah, I think um, so. I was in Washington, D.C. at the time. That's where I went to school. Um, and it was so I had been in in Southern California, you know, during COVID and then 
the week I went back was um, the same week of George Floyd's death. Mm -hmm. And I just felt as someone who's from a predominantly white community, who is from a very privileged background, but was also living in the middle of DC in the middle of all these protests and and honestly, for the first time was actively involved in these. And I remember being at my first protest and seeing my friends, black, friend, black friends from school who were at the front of lines with the police officers um, and just getting battered. And they're sending all the white people to the front because we're white allies and they wouldn't, they didn't touch us. Mm. Um, and then I think having to put my hands up and say, hands up, don't shoot. Like actually having that register in my head was like shit I gotta do something and it has to be something that's not just gonna you know it, it has to be lasting it has to be something that's really written for my community that I grew up in saying hey we have to make change yeah. so I would say that that was the catalyst um and then on like if we want to go super politically um I just thought the entire 2016 administration that was voted in in 2016 the entire Trump administration was as, um, I, I mean, I think it's the worst representation of, of human beings that we've had as leadership and saying that as an athlete of having experienced like a lot of different leaders in my life. So, yeah, it, you know, it's certainly, uh, you know, it, I, I can understand the motivation to want to make a difference. And, and, you know, in the fact that you had the skills, the, uh, you know, the knowledge and the um, motivation to do it and write a book and under a year, essentially, right? I mean, that's the timeline. Um, I think a lot of people probably felt what you felt for the same exact reasons. And, um, you know, we work, this is the Simple Mind Sports Show. So we don't talk politics on this because we just, we'll get to a certain point and we're just too dumb. But right. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we know nothing. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know enough to have a strong enough. No. <laughs> And I think that's the thing too, is even having grow, ha having, I feel like become an adult in DC, right. There's like so much going on. So, so I saw two different administrations, but three different elections. And it's just like, I, you can't even grasp it. Like all that's going on politically, like you have to have a focus somewhere. And I think that for me, it was like, I tried to make this book about, yes, it's about these national superheroes and international superheroes, but it's also so much about like the local superheroes, like the women, I only interviewed women and it's like the women who, you know, are potentially like your mothers or your sisters or your daughters or whatever, um, who are really trying to make strides in their communities. And I think that's like where it all starts. So. Yeah. Speaking of that, and, and sorry, Ray, just to cut you off. Yeah. Um, just to give you an idea, I've actually lived in D.C. for 10 years. I was in Northeast D.C. for a minute, Arlington for a little bit. So I, I've been all around the city and seen um, all of what you're talking about. And it yeah. does. And I, we all grew up in New Hampshire. So that idea of like that of the mecca center of D.C. being the capital, it does hit differently. And if you do experience kind of different parts of the city, there, there is, you know, a, a visceral kind of impact that you might not necessarily get if you're in a different part of the country. So I can mm -hmm. certainly under understand where you're, where you're coming from on that. And uh, yeah, it must have been a culture shock when you guys both went to, from both like white communities to go into DC, which is so diverse and everything like that. So it must have been crazy for you guys, like culture shock. Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah. like you don't even realize, I don't even realize. Um, so I'm not going to generalize here, but I don't even realize some of the things that I do that have an effect on people. And so that was just like, especially going into a city that was, I mean, it's known as the chocolate city. Like it was predominantly brown and now it's, you know, 51% white, I think. And so 
for me, it was like, there were things that I would think, or just like the way I would act, I'd be like, it's not like out of question, but it made me second, like just rethink about, oh, maybe I should approach this differently. Um, you know, so. Yeah. Lesson here is if you're, if you're from a town, go travel, do other things, yes. meet other cultures, do better things. Ray visited me down there and we culture shocked the shit out of him. So mm-hmm. that was, mm-hmm. that was fun. <laughs> Don't go to Arlington though. You'll like trip over Trulies. That's actually, that's actually 100% Cheers. true. Uh, you talk about your coach a lot. Lindsay uh, Homanson, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. She seems to be like a big motivational part of your book. Like what was about her that like inspired you, you know? Yeah. She's so awesome. And at the time she's only two years older than me. And it's so like to have that kind of maturity, um, to come into a program that's now in the top 10 consistently. Like, I just think that she is phenomenal. And I think something that she did, which ev- almost every great championship coach does, um, not just in women's soccer, but I think everywhere she like actually sees people for who they are, not for the, the players they are on the field. Um, and she had that well-rounded approach that I just think that it's kind of like that superhero leadership where you don't just see an athlete for their skills, but really for who they are as a person and what they can bring to the team. Is that what you like, <clears throat> would you consider that kind of, so superheroes is obviously in the title. It's kind of the, um, you know, the metaphor that you use throughout the book and, and what these women are doing within their communities um, on a kind of a grand scale. And even, you know, your coach at Georgetown D1, you know, she has a lot of influence within the community, within school, but just mm-hmm. on like an everyday kind of personal level, did you reach those people too? Or do you have like an idea of what that would look like just as an insight into your book? Uh, yeah. You know, we got into the first chapter, which was a great kind of insight in what you guys are talking about, but I'm, I'm sure within the book, there's like a, um, you know, a, a good, uh, uh, I don't yeah. know the word I'm looking for example of like an everyday kind of superhero thing that you don't have to be changing the world, but um, just internally, you can feel that way. Totally. And I think that that was my intention with this book too, is like to mesh where I'm at personally as like, you know, mid twenties trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do in the world. Right. And then you interview people like these just general counsel of Lockheed Martin, who runs, you know, is in charge of like $75 billion in assets. <laughs> And I can't even fathom that. And that's like my good friend's mom. And I'm like, okay, but like, how do I put my, you know, tie my shoes still and all this stuff. So for me, it was like, there's so many leadership books out there that are like, do all these things, you know, become a super successful leader. And it's just not realistic. And also like, I get bored really easily with those. So I tell a lot of personal stories, interview a lot of women. um, And I can think of one example, particularly of my friend Dada who played, she played basketball at Georgetown. She's from the middle of Baltimore. And she would say on her walk to school, she'd or her walk. And then she took three buses to school. She would pass like five funeral homes and five liquor stores and like one grocery store. And it's just the, you know, the food desert and the fact that like death is, it's like literally a death sentence. Like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen the wire. I get it. Yeah. I've seen it. That's one of my yeah. favorite shows. I've seen, I, I get it. No. And she's like, it, 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 that, that show is so real. And then she's like, and then you go to the hilltop, which is like what Georgetown's called. And you kind of not like look down at Baltimore, but she was just like, for her, like she is considered a superhero in our community. And now she's like helping with the infrastructure and rebuilding communities there. And that's like one of the local superheroes I write about in the same chapter, you know, that Jordan Weaver is 
winning a gold medal and then also speaking in front of Congress seven times about, you know, being assaulted by Larry Nassar. So um, I definitely mm. try to make that connection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, <clears throat> um, sorry, Bill made me lose my train of thought. I forget what I was. I'm sorry. I compl- damn it, Bill. I didn't even freaking do anything. <laughs> I had a good question too. Damn it, Bill. And by the way, Bill books are, um, how would you describe him? Uh, he right has many one. books Go on right okay. here. Motherfucker. Section <laughs> <laughs> two. Okay, fine. Uh, let me just, let me just uh, look. So how about that? This actually is a great segue for the next question. I had three uh, idiot men. So you talk about a lot of uh, obviously women impairment. You interviewed all women in this book, certainly men have a uh, place in that, that is not just, you know, um, you know, get a section of them out of that don't belong there out of there, which a lot of people, including myself agree with where, where, where would we fit in? You know, certainly yeah. we, we want to support and, and be part of whatever is going on. So right. I think that there's a lot of dudes in that situation that just kind of I don't want to say anything. I don't want to do anything. What just, what do I do? You know, have you ever put some thought into that? Yeah. And you know, that's, it's such a hard, it's such a hard, um, thing. I don't know another better word besides thing. I'm not sure I take it off there. No, uh, it's, it's, it's a difficult situation to kind of quantitate and, and put a word around, you know? It is. And like in the middle of like all this cancel culture, especially as white men, you know, like my, I have an older brother, I have a dad, all white, like my entirely entire family lineage is all white men. And so I completely understand it. And I think that there's not one way to get involved. I think the way I've tried to approach trying to learn about how I can be better and understand my position in the world is like having personal conversations and knowing that not everyone is a one size fits all. And so approaching each person like, Hey, I want, I really want to learn more about this. And some people might be like, you know, like, fuck off. I don't want to talk to you about that. Yeah. And that's those people exist and you know what, that's fine. But most most women especially will be like wow thank you so much for asking because no one's actually asked before like what I truly you know want to hear or say and I just think being willing to listen is like the biggest thing that you can do um yeah and then the second thing I want to say is like I 100% know that we cannot get anywhere in this world females cannot have equality without men being on their side and I would not have achieved the success I did athletically or even in my role now if I did not have men believing in me and so it's it like we're all in the same boat and I fully fully am aware and and appreciative and support like men even wanting to get involved or like what what you guys do and and having me on your podcast and having this conversation sure so yeah yeah I you know I've um I come from a very political family. So, and by that, I mean, we drink a lot of beers and yell at each other. 
but uh, in a very democratic way. So, My family uh, does that too, but we're not political. No, sure, yeah, we're <laughs> alcoholics. <laughs> but we've had these conversations like ongoing. We just, you know, it's just it's just important to talk about it, and that's why we, you know, we're uh, we're very open to having you on here. And I think what you're doing is is really important and super cool. Um, I, I would just say I think Ray's got a question before we do that. If you wanted to get to more men, I know that this is a super not not technically a superhero book, but if you did make it kind of a comic book setting you'd you'd gain more pictures are very are Bill, Bill easier Ian. than words i'm not a big comic book guy but i, I love picture <laughs> like, books what do you draw <laughs> yeah yeah no you, you take some of those interviewees and make them you know make them a superhero and put it in a book that has pictures Coloring maybe, books yeah. maybe you can photoshop up. anything if our idiot friend ray down here could photoshop can my face anything. on freaking any picture i mean you could do it gosh i was gonna say i was gonna sell, send bill some crayons no actually <laughs> it goes to me it goes to me please raise the crayon guy but you know just an idea put it in the back of your head if this blows up and you're looking for like a re-release do a yeah. comic book fashion you'll you know you probably yeah. might gain some new new uh new fans i'm gonna do a children's book so i'll send that your way too. i heard they sell <laughs> julian that's my reading one. level so perfect yeah, right. uh so you talked to a lot of great mm-hmm. women so my biggest question for you right now is you could go to dinner. You could bring one guest, dead or alive. Who That's would you want to bring? That's a good question. I hate that question because um, I want to party, but. Nice. <sighs> nice. Nice. Um, oh, my gosh. I mean, it's a really tough one. Let, let's ask. Let, let's let you uh, think for 30 seconds. We'll make Ray and Bill answer. Because these should be great. Ooh. The and women? We'll come back to you. No, no. anyone, you dumbass. Oh, anybody Jesus. who anybody babe, who's a positive. Ruth. <laughs> you said you want to party. I'm down to party, Babe Ruth. Yeah, no, a, a drunk womanizer. That's, that's a good one to throw on the list. Sorry. Mm. Ray's going to pick someone fictional. Probably a wrestler. No. Ooh, that'd be fun. Oh, the Ultimate oh. Warrior? That'd be fun. Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior. Okay, Boom. now we're Boom. back to you, okay. Marina. Do you have one? So my, like, and obviously, I love sports, like, so, so much. Um, men's and women's. But my favorite athlete who I've always looked up to is Lindsey Vaughn. Mm, so mm. I think I'd want to go to dinner with her because I feel like we'd get along because we talk about sports. And I just don't understand the psyche of someone who, like, goes 95 miles an hour down a hill. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, like on ice. And sh- I've had bad knee injuries, and she's shredded her knees and still come back. I, I that Skiing fascinates me, that, like, solemn stuff that she does. You hit them slow yeah. as fast as you can. Oh, my God. Well, because you're dig toed. That's why. Yeah. You're dig toed. So going down a mountain, you just, you could, I you can still do it, you fuck. I can still go yeah, down a mountain. No, it's not pigeon. No, it's Thank we, you. I thought it was called <laughs> pigeon toed. I'm pigeon. I call it dig. I you call are? it dig toed. Oh, you're, oh, oh, we keep connecting. We just keep Apparently connecting. Apparently, you're faster if you're pigeon, but I'm not very fast. So I feel like See, your ankles I'm would fast. be sore by okay. working harder to get Yeah, keep you'd work way harder. No, it just gives you terrible posture and your back always hurts, your lower back. You just and feel you like an alcoholic and drug addict. <laughs> That's a good yeah. pick. I, got I think. On that. Yeah, I like the Lindsey Vaughn pick. Um, I know, I'm gonna... and he flex on Tiger Woods. So yeah, true that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah to, come on. Just to to add to it, I didn't pick mine, so I'm just going to throw Hitler in the ring just to keep it just to keep it saucy. We, we can put him in a pressure cooker. Really yeah. ask some really deep questions. See where wow. he, where his head was at. Ooh, I, that that took a dark turn. 
That's no, a real no, dark no, no, turn. No, no, no. You yeah, have to look at it from my turn. point of view. I really, you want to ask the questions. You really get this. No one really got a, you know, he never went to jail. No one really got to understand. He never got a Tim Ted Kaczynski. But people uh, are going to see you at dinner with dinner Hitler. with Hitler. See, you just that brings yourself. your fuck. Yeah, I you're can talk. Yeah. I can are talk you trying to ruin it. our show before we even get famous? Because this is how you do it. Uh, uh, I think I think uh, you are. All right, back to Moreno, right? Yeah, Marina, you uh, had a like you said, you had a bad knee injury. You had it fused uh, with a uh, what was it? from a cadaver yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah so but no. that was like your last year before soccer and you came back as a graduate uh player what made you want to come back and just find finish your career yeah it's so funny because um so i blew up my knee in the Big East championships um and like 12 minutes in and i was like so pissed that i did it and i tried to like run back on the field and just my knee just collapsed oh. um but yeah i blew out my acl mcl meniscus who like got caught in the turf when i was cutting and, um, I think that was horrible, but I've seen so many women, um, come back from knee injuries. I was like, all right. And so we, my teammates, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I had eight months until the next season. So I was like, great. I'm going to pull, try and pull an Adrian Peterson. Like literally that was in my head, <laughs> but like, that doesn't work with my body and his, I mean, he's just a freak. He rushed for 2,100 yeah, yards. So. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, then I tried to come back super fast. I had a cadaver graft and you can use like your hamstring, your knee patella or a, or a cadaver. So I used a cadaver um, cause I wanted like a cute little scar and it popped right <laughs> off. So oh, um, yeah, in practice, but I was four games into the season. I'd only played four games in the season. And after your fifth game, you're ineligible to redshirt. So it was kind of like really, really good luck. So um that year just kind of rehabbed and tried to figure it out. And then I was on the field and we were playing like they were ranked number seven in the country, Virginia tech at the time. And, um, I was on the field, like shagging balls. Cause that's what you do when you're injured. You're like useless. And so, um, Oh, were you yeah, shagging I, balls in a wheelchair? <laughs> no, like hopping around. And my coach would, what assholes? I know my coach would scream at me like, you're more useless than boobs on a boy. Like, just oh, Ray's got boobs. <laughs> yeah, I was, there it is. <laughs> Ray's so, got boobs. Um, yeah, so anyways, I was like, oh my God. Like you can't, I mean, I'm a competitor at heart. So I was like, I'm coming back and I'm going to tear it a third time, whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah. so wow. came back and then that year we went to the final four. But Speaking of Georgetown, uh, they've been in the news lately with the uh, college admission scandal as a D one athlete. How do you feel about that? Like all these uh, famous rich kids pretty much getting like written off saying they're playing like uh, sailing or rowing or tennis and getting like scholarships to go to school. Georgetown is one of them. The USC just did the same thing. Come on. With the Georgetown. That's what I'm saying. Playing sailing is a great playing sailing. Shut up assholes. (laughs) I was trying to think of all the stuff. I watched the documentary on Netflix. I was trying to figure out what all the sports were. Ooh, I I watch documentaries. And unfortunately I know some of them personally, we definitely know the tennis coach and it's, it's, it's really disheartening, especially for my friends who actually play tennis there. Um, and they're just, and my, my coach was really close to the tennis coach. And so you're just kind of like, you know, you, you see a different side of people that you're like, wow, this is like just really upsetting that you're actually like this. Um, I think it's also just like really pathetic. It's so funny because I always thought that, you know, there's the athlete stereotype that like you're dumber if you play a sport and you get into college for a sport. Um, but I've never seen, especially at Georgetown, like I've had teammates doing organic chemistry who are now like neurosurgeons. Um, mm-hmm. 
Indiana. Well, I'll raise you, Allen Iverson. <laughs> I know, but he only was there two years. Um, yeah, after he, he got a, out of jail. Does he have a degree? <laughs> no, he doesn't. I don't think so. Um, I don't think so either. Yeah, me yeah I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah. Practice? <laughs> I know. I know. You're also, but, it's uh, also, so to interrupt you, Maria, but like you're, you know, uh, this isn't to uh, – degrade women's soccer by any by any means but there's certainly a more uh in especially now in Everson's day and age georgetown basketball was like you know that Shit. was that's what it was and there's just, mornings at kembe all those guys were you know there's just mm-hmm. there's just less emphasis emphasis on sports that don't bring that attention and money obviously is the, the key thing so on a, in a in a university like georgetown in a sport that is not uh centered around um uh, the income or the money you have to be intellectually and educationally able to deal with the with the uh, university, even if the basketball players, for example, necessarily are not. Even though I don't know if that's true now, but obviously Allen Iverson's a good example of it being true, which is yeah. true everywhere. No, hundred percent, and I think that like happens so much in in places not like and not in the sports environment. You know, like teachers are the hardest working people in our country, and they don't get paid anything. But yet yeah. they literally literally are country like rides on their success yeah yeah and (laughs) and it keeps getting worse day by day which is a conversation for another day but we've taken up a lot of your time we're going to end on some unfortunate baseball questions for you and then then we'll end end on uh your book again because we have to get this in uh as a socal uh girl and fan the angels are abysmal they are an embarrassment to the league. They people don't even know that they have a team. They're most famous for a movie that was mediocre at best. I summed up all of our questions we had in one just to get your response. Okay, so my favorite player was Howie Kendrick. <laughs> I love that the bar is set. Howie Kendrick. In 2019, he signs a one-year contract with the Washington Nationals, the worst team in the league. World Series. What are you talking about? They and went they to playoffs. World Series, and they beat the Dodgers. And I MVP? was MVP. Yeah, he was great. He was MVP, wasn't he? And yeah, he was, was great. MVP. Went and to one of those playoff games. He was awesome. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, you know, you you let go of Albert Pujols, which is a low class. I just, the Angels just dirty, aggravate dirty. me. They just dirty. aggravate me. They're, you know, it's like, how would you describe your soul as a sports fan, being from Southern California, where no one cares about sports, and the Angels are just so. I don't know. Okay. Bad. What they, what they did to Pujols was a joke. I mean, you're talking about really? our first you're... ballot Hall of Famer, and you you DFA him in his last hoorah. You know, you look at all the famous players lately: Rivera, Jeter, Ortiz. All these guys got send off towards. All them. right, Bill. Sorry, Marine. I'll mute him. It's fine. He's going to go off on some crazy <laughs> no, baseball. I want to talk tyrant. about the Red Sox too. Who's oh, your okay. Red Sox, of all, Red Sox of all time. Red Sox. Of all time. Pedro Martinez, easy. Really? Wait, was sorry I didn't hear the fa- our favorite Red Sox. Yeah. Player of all time, uh, yeah, Pedro's up there. Maybe yeah. Nomar. He was in our youth. I love uh, Manny. Bye. Manny was great. Manny's great. No one could touch Howie uh-huh. Kendricks, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, Tim Salmon was great. 
Okay, decent. G- Jim Edmonds back in the day. How has Trout not been mentioned at this point? He's one of the, possibly the greatest baseball player. And that's because why they haven't made traded. the playoffs in his 11-year career, and they're just wasting him away. Because I wrote a book on superheroes, and, like, the biggest thing of success for a superhero is, like, how you make your team good. Yeah. So is he not a superhero? Well, Trout's a loser. He ain't no tr- superhero then. He's a villain. Thing with their team. Maybe it's maybe it's the uh, scouts, though. Or Joe Madden. Could be. Yeah. Okay, last question like then. Speaking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of uh, superheroes and what makes a superhero, well, this has been a question that has been burning in uh, Simple Mind Sports Show HQ for uh, for a while now. Is Batman a superhero? Give it some thought. Rich kid in a Halloween costume. God damn it, Bill. You can't peer yeah. pressure or change your I knew I should have yeah. kept him muted. We've had some connections here. Honestly, I'm just trying to swear that, my way. Honestly, I think that that's, I think that's pretty true. Oh, oh, oh my God. Dude. Well, no shit. He connection. fucking goes webs. Batman, I think without all the resources, like, I feel like he should be because of all the resources he has. It's, he's rich. Yeah. Then who's your who's your favorite superhero then? Um, the woman that I write about. Nice, great segue. Oh, Tell us where to find your book. Segue. Tell everybody where to find uh, your book. Uh, so, all of the girls listening are going to be pissing and say Wonder Woman, but that's fine. So just Captain Wonder, Marvel. Wonder Woman's great. <laughs> I think that I still think that they don't fully get to the potential of like what a woman can do. And uh, a lot of last, legs. I didn't really like the last one. I think cool. it's kind of, kind of lame. 1984. I don't know. Yeah, I heard it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's the Oof, same. Yes. It's the same story. She like she fell in love with the guy, it. and then she's like lost. I her never life. watched it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's a little bit of the same story. Okay, Marina, thank you so okay. much for joining us. Tell us where to find your book, what to expect. We will uh, get everybody on that, and uh, yeah, the floor is yours. Thank you. You can find it on Amazon. I'm only selling it on Amazon because um, they're doing all the work to print and bind it. And, you know, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it's really cool. Um, so, becoming a superhero by Marina Destiny Paul, and yeah, awesome. So, check it out on Amazon. We'll put the link up there. We'll throw it on the social media. We'll let you know when it's all airing. We appreciate you joining us and dealing with our uh, buffoonery. Yeah. Good luck with everything moving forward. Um, hopefully, Georgetown gets out of the news, and Batman is definitely hey, a superhero. Hey, we championships this year, yeah. so already. Nope. So, thank Not you. Bad. Uh, Not bad. COVID year. COVID year, yeah. <laughs> okay, Marina, thanks. Go Angels. See you later. Oh, my gosh. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. She couldn't get off fast enough, Bill. Yeah, nice job, Bill. No, oh, that's fine all the connections that you were doing she lost me in the beginning came back no 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 you were look you first of all everyone loses we lose you in the beginning every, uh-huh. every single show yeah but i i rally i yeah. don't understand why we wait for him to come on for interviews uh, he was on before the interview no 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 i'm saying he, he does nothing for the interviews why do we wait for him we didn't wait for him. No, I'm saying we moved the times for Bill because... He's part of the show. What do you want? This is what we have to deal with. This is the we, just whole... a, we could get a cardboard cutout of him and just have him sit there. Just tell me when I'm on.
a cardboard cut of a bill would just be cardboard kind of roughly <laughs> roughly burnt from cigarette ash. God forbid I smoke cigarettes. Leave me alone. God forbid. Uh, I like Marina. She's got she's got gumption. She knows what she wants, even if she doesn't uh, fit your political mold, listeners. Uh, she she's fighting for something, which you're not. You're just sitting on the couch being an asshole listening to us like Bill. I like the language. The language. Yeah. No, she's Ooh. great. Yeah, she's not afraid she to came mix out it firing. up. She came out firing. Billy even said language. Yeah. Oh, she After thought Bill I was a motherfucker <laughs> twice. That was the joke, Rich. No, I got the joke, Bill. I got the joke. Your jokes are fucking stellar. Thank you. <laughs>